I get asked all the time, how do you keep your beard looking full and thick? I instantly recommend Shea Moisture Men Beard Wash. Are you a victim of the struggling beard? Well, run out to the nearest Walmart and beauty supply section and get Shea Moisture Men Beard Wash. But don't forget the full beard detangler or beard conditioning oil. Their premium natural ingredients help soften, condition, and style your facial hair. Trust me, Shea Moisture Men Beard Wash is the new wave. You won't be disappointed. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode, episode number 58 of that Respect the Combat podcast. And for those that don't know, my name is Donez, and for this week, me and Trico just kicked back, relaxed, discussed one of the most one-sided and predictable Royal Rumble pay-per-views of all time, preview the Super Bowl and what's next for the NFL, the fighting game Dark Ages, or so we think, prayerfully not, including the same thing and so much more. So stay tuned and we'll see y'all in three. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. For those that don't know or may have been living under, for those that don't know or may have been living under a rock for the last couple of years, <laughs> my name is Mr. Doneski, and with me, as always, is my co-host with the most, Mr. Trico Fullerton. What's up, brah? Three days. One. Happy Black History Month. Amen to that. Two, it's my birthday month. And three, we're going to pay the tail on the trio. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. And three, they say love is in the air in February. But according God. to WWE, exactly. But according to WWE, I don't think so. After the, the past Royal Rumble pay per view this past weekend, I don't think so. They ain't the only ones guilty, but shall we hop into these mainstream highlights? Let's go. Well, Super Bowl Sunday. Well, Super Bowl Sunday is next weekend. That means we are in the Pro Bowl week. You ready for everything? Oh, yeah. And I even did a, uh, a poll on my Instagram page saying who was going to win the uh, the Super Bowl. And 70%. Shall we say who's in it before you talk about who won that poll? Yeah, go ahead. So, so that way both teams actually get their credit. It's the Los Angeles Rams at Sulphite Stadium fighting the, shockingly, the Cincinnati Bengals. I did not expect that sentence to come out my mouth. Chips all in for the Rams versus the Bengals. Thoughts? And continue with the poll. The poll. Yeah. So 70% out of 30% picked the Rams uh, to win it. And those 30 picked the Bengals, which they are the underdogs in this situation. Uh, yeah. Rams, like you said, going into the NFC title game, 
either team is going to have home field advantage because it's at Solfi. Home field or home state. So, yeah. But it's the truth, though, right? Yep. And I'm very curious to see what the NFL is going to look like next year. Because as we kind of speculated, Tom Brady, last week, Tom Brady has officially retired from officially retired from the NFL nuts. I'm going to let you talk first. Cause I got to think how I want to word this without me sounding so cynical when I say it. So you go ahead. Mm. Yeah. Which one we are now? What we are now? Tom Brady. Listen, as I mentioned before last week, this man has nothing else to prove. He is literally the Michael Jordan of football, y'all. Like, he has nothing. He should retire. Even though some of my people say, oh, he was going to be petty because if the, uh, if the, if the uh, Buccaneers didn't win, uh, he, he was going to retire for it. I'm like, so what? We mentioned before. 22 be- years of wear and tear mm-hmm. on a 45-year-old. Yeah. Uh, he almost about to be 50 soon. So why why well why else he need to go on? It's just simple. Now, do I hit this as a lifelong Colts fan living probably about 20 minutes from Lucas Oil? Or do I talk about this as a football fan? Because the football fan in me is just like, thank you, Tom. The Colts in in me is like, I agree with the meme they posted because hashtag SpongeBob is leaving. He's leaving. He's leaving. Did you happen to see that on Twitter? Yeah. That was the absolute pettiest but the truth because I still grew up in the era where I don't know what it was. Our defense which was probably the strongest that that I could remember growing up, could not solve Tom Brady whatsoever. And he just bounced us every year in the playoffs. And yet this was the Peyton Manning era. And yet Eli bounced him twice. So, yeah. So I could view it from both sides, but what are you going to do? I love it, though. And you got to love the game. And the man that wrote the playbook and the man that wrote the playbook for Tom Brady, Josh McDaniels, the former offensive coach of the Patriots, is now the head coach of the Vegas Raiders. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Vegas got a big one. But with the future of Aaron Rodgers still un- still unconfirmed, Nate, Nate, Nathaniel Hatchett, the former Packers offensive coach, is now the Broncos head coach. This league is so changed. 
because last week we did confirm that the Steelers organization is getting a facelift, which is even more true because Kevin Col- GM Kevin Colbert is stepping down after the draft. It's crazy to think that this is going where it's going. Like, ow. So you guys that grew up as millennials like myself did, like Trico, we're about to see a totally different NFL in the next in the next couple of years compared to what we grew up with. Hmm. I'm interested, but it's going to be crazy. And Jeremy Stevens from the UFC officially left and has been gone for a while, but he signed with rival promotion, the PFL. And for those that don't know who Jeremy Stevens was in the UFC, he was one of, he was one of Connor's more iconic victims, not in the, not in the cage, on the mic. Do you remember the quote, Trico, without cussing that Connor said? Who the F is that guy? That's who that guy was. Lightweight Jeremy Stevens. And now he's not with the UFC anymore. Anymore. Crazy. And yet Connor's getting it somehow getting a shot at Oliveira the winner of Oliver and Gaethje. Nuts. And then let's move on a little bit to a little bit of negative news before we hop into the, oh, wow, like highlights. And that being Leo Rush suffered a dislocated shoulder at a PWG show. And y'all, some fans just need to chill. I am sorry. I saw the clips from that PWG show over the weekend, and that was just disrespectful. And then Riho with AW, she's been out recently. Since the Britt Baker match, with a broken collarbone. I don't know if she finished the match. I don't know if she finished the match with Britt with the collarbone injury, or if she got it. Like in training, bottom line confirmed broken collarbone, and she's out for a while. Should we talk about the ultimate negative in the uh, mainstream highlights? And I no. think, you, and I think you know where I'm going. Brian Kendrick is officially oust from both WWE and AEW. The former Brian Kendrick went and decided, I think from what I heard a decade ago, said some things that, let's just read the apology tweet and I'll go from there because I don't want to say too much on here and us get get chained into it, bro. So I apologize for all the hurt and embarrassment I've caused with my words, these are not the my beliefs or 
and never were my beliefs of mine and I cross the line I'm like yeah bruh you took it to a totally different level and with what you said I'm like ooh let's just say if a U-boat captain is WWE renamed both a re- a wrestler after a World War II U-boat captain, U-boat commander, excuse me, and a rising tag team after a male organ, and then yet fires somebody that talks about essentially the Holocaust in such a crazy way, openly. I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh yeah, yeah I don't even know. Uh, but then AW does hire somebody that openly talks about domestic violence. Hires and has a promo the same night that they fired a guy. Talking about that info about those style of statements comes out and has a white male talk to a black female about 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 smacking her. It was cringe. Don't go in fully, but thought on last night during dynamite but just talk on the kendrick thing trico i mean why would you do that i mean if you guys think the whole walter and his whole situation his situation thing was worse i'm like jesus i'm like why just why just why That's all I got to say. That's What's all. done in the dark, y'all. What is done in the dark. That's all I'm going to say. And then move on within these mainstream highlights. Due to the Winter Olympics, which start today, which start today in Beijing, by the way, this week. Well, the- technically, uh, technically, it starts to, uh, to where the, the OVS. Yeah. On the 4th. Yeah. Which is... When you guys are hearing this, we're talking about this on the third, but yada yada. Going to the 20th, hmm. NXT, not TakeOver, but NXT Vengeance Day will be the day after Valentine's, the day after Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, February 15th, not on USA, but on Sci-Fi. And we have one in the matches confirmed for that day is Carmelo two. Hayes. Two. Oh, two? Yep. Yeah. Well, well, this one will probably be the main event for that night. And that's Carmelo Hayes defending the the NST North American Championship against Cameron Grimes. The second one is Toxic versus Indian Persia, which I am not for. 
There could easily be two more added, which would be Mandy and Kaylee Ray again for the NXT title, women's title, and for the NXT men's title, Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar. Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar, but we'll see. Hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure they probably going to say that for stand and deliver, but we'll see how that goes. But we'll see how that goes. You expect them to build for two months? You yeah, you never could you never could say nay with with Santos Escobar. He gonna say, "Oh, on my time, on my time." I mean, yeah, we'll get to the one they're about to basically build for like five years before they even get to the one on one match in a minute. But let's talk about, yeah, I did bring up the injuries. Let's touch on new champion, new champion, new champions. Mark and Jake Briscoe Briscoe are the confirmed first inductees into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. And... According to Ring of Honor, they are doing four acts per year. And considering their 20-year history, it could easily be anybody associated with Ring of Honor. And depending on what St. Clair can offer WWE, what St. Clair could offer WWE, it could be anybody that is... um, associated with ROH's history, which a lot of this current crop of wrestling, mainstream wrestling, came through Ring of Honor. So looking forward to that. Take it to to follow up on what I said last week regarding the title for title match is like being at an obsessive rate. When Sherry like vacated the SWA title in Sardom, part of that was, and I'm going to say this very calmly to you like anti-Donna Del Mondo fans because, and admittedly, they get pushed as much as Charlotte Flair. I truly don't understand it but i get the point and they had to push it take it off siri for the simple fact the title can only be defended against someone from another country you can't so if they put it on a japanese wrestler from japan that title right now until they the borders open up between anywhere in japan could be just sitting on ice. So I'm putting on Taika, who the toxic spider in Sarnum. Yes, I know she's a newer member of Donald Del Mon- Donna Del Mondo, but a newer member to the Slaughter roster. However, in Sarnum's mind, and I understand that, may actually have a defending champion to build the profile of that title up rather than just having it sit 
aimlessly for whatever reason. So I'm like, okay. So, and last but not least, when it comes to all these highlights, Athena is also getting ready to make her in-ring return. And Athena, a.k.a. the FK, I should say, the former Ember Moon, is kind of making her in-ring return, going for the Warrior of Wrestling women's title against Thunder Rosa next weekend. And what I do mean by this, and this really hurts, is the fact, like, a lot of people, I think AEW is giving away some of these big marquee matches to other promotions when AEW has the highest profile. And that's not good. But uh, let's keep in mind because we do have the uh, Owen Hup Cup, cup uh, uh, coming soon. So, you know, TK is scouting out talents and possibly who are free agents right now to, to, to bring up to the uh, to the Oiha Cup. Well, we don't know how many fields is going to be for. It's 16 and 16, 16 men, 16 women starting in starting in May, concluding at double or nothing. And I'm like, bruh, one that makes zero sense. But also. You have, your talent are having their breakout performances and their biggest W's not in your company. And you wonder why a lot of people maybe like as soon as their contract's up, I'm gone. And yet you have the highest profile. So that to me is a, oh, I don't even want to know. Well, we got plenty of time for, from now to then. I mean, if let's just say anything happens to Thunder, there goes your women's title program that could easily make Britt Baker not so predictable. And then even then the title loss at this point is predictable because I'm not like excited for I'm not excited for revolution especially since page and archer is next week apparently instead of at revolution like granted i would not be hyped for a lance archer hangman page match which i'm not but it's more along the lines of what are you doing to where to where no no really believable contenders in AEW right now. Cause like who believes Lance Archer is beating Hangman Page for that title? Not oh, me. No. Oh no, he's not. No, 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 no. That's not That's exactly. Of course, like, oh, you can say Lance Archer is a vibe. Lance Archer is a viable contender. I'm like, Archer has not won in his two years of being in with that company. He has not won a pay-per-view match and all 
of his losses have come in title match scenarios. All of them. So it makes zero sense to put him in that situation. So, yeah. I am not for a... And then, are you really for Britt Baker versus either Layla Hirsch or Red Velvet right now? No. Because let me tell you who's even contenders. Granted, the TBS and TNT titles are more open challenge belts, but they need, but for those two belts that even have a legacy, you got to have concrete feuds. I'm sorry, those belts need concrete fuse, feuds for people to really sink their for people to really sink their teeth in somebody as a champion. And let me tell you. Okay. Now actually wanted to load. Yeah, it's Layla, Red Velvet, Serena, Thunder. And Anna J. Jade's beat Thunder. I, she's beat Red Velvet at the crazy. Layla, Layla's in a few pretty much with Velvet and Statlander, who she already beat Red Velvet. Thunder's just wandering aimlessly right now. And a few with Mercedes Martinez, which is like whatever. And then Anna J has been balanced by both of them. Not interested in the title feud, not the women's title picture whatsoever, which is not good for a company. And the only reason I'm going before anybody calls me out specifically on AEW is they put their rankings out there. WWE doesn't. And, and some rankings are very shocking. And yet, if we get the Gun Club, which are the sons of Billy Billy Gunn versus Jurassic Express at Revolution, I'm turning my TV off. Because do you really believe two men that got over just because they got bullied, acting like tough guys, acting like tough guys are viable number one? one contenders to the tag titles. That's that's the only reason they got over because Dan Housen has been roasting them on Twitter. They haven't gotten over on screen yet. And legit, their highest profile feud, they got destroyed by Darby and Sting. I think... This is probably going to happen on a Dynamite or a Red page. I don't see this happening. I hope so. I don't see this happening at Revolution. Then who gets the Revolution title shot, which is three weeks away at this point? It is mock. Re- literally, Revolution is coming up on March 6th. This is February. This episode drops February, February 4th. So a month out, Gun Club is number two, and they are feuding with the champs right now. Sadly, I feel like that may be the title match. I'm not looking forward to it. 
I don't see a direct feud for either Britt or Jade right now. And that's a month out, which is scary. Sammy, probably it's going to... This inner circle stuff's got to end to to give Sammy a clear direction with his title reign. Now that Cody has to control his wife and is not controlling the TNT title picture anymore. Oh, boy, I'm still salty over that Dan Lambert segment. And then Hangman, um, I'm sorry, but you should have done, if you wanted Archer, if you wanted Archer, you should have done that feud a month ago in the title match a month ago. Because now it's like you're going to take away and rush into a world title match or there's not going to be a world title match at a pay-per-view that people can actually get behind. Because nobody buys with Lance Archer's record in history in title matches that he's beating a guy they've booked tried to build for two years, tried to build for two years. I'm sorry, bro. I think it's either going to be Adam Cole or MJF at, at the, uh, at revolution. It needs to be, I feel like MJF will be the more like the option. Because after this, this after this week's dynamite, looks like it could easily happen. But oh yeah, it, yeah, I do think it needs to be MJS, but it might be Cole, and that's not the way to put one of your biggest stars over and just rush him into a title match that presumingly he's losing. And there's two ways to do it. Neither would be good for both men in my eyes. No, I'm not for it. But on the good news is, AW did release an album entitled who we are a celebration of excellence and that's almost a collaboration of a lot of artists you've got Lee Moriarty red velvet of a lot of talent Lee Moriarty red velvet Nyla Sunny Kiss Jay Lethal's got something on there Jade's got stuff on there Ricky Starks Sean Dean Max Caster Brandy, yeah. Obviously, this is going to be more B. Obviously, this is going to be more BHM Black History Month focus. The album. So, yeah. I don't think I need to say much more. There's stuff I don't want to hear, and stuff I think I will hear, but it's not up to me. And to say what goes out because the album's out now. And yeah. And oh, Lord, before we ha- transfer into this next topic, which is going to give me a migraine, let's talk about let's get ready to rumble. 
And uh, let's talk and prayers out to the entire McMahon family. As Shane and Stephanie's grandmother, Vince McMahon's mother, passed away at 101 years old. And there have been times she was just jogging. So she recently passed away. Causes unknown. But shall we talk about the worst Royal Rumble in the last decade? Royal Rumble pay-per-view as a whole. Oh my god. Uh, go ahead and speak your piece first before before I do. Um, so let me touch on this. And let me just give you the cliff notes on the high quote unquote highlights, if you can call it that. Because Brock won the men's rumble, which we all saw coming after Seth Rollins got choked out after winning the match via DQ. Later in the night, Roman Superman punches and knocks Brock's head off with the WWE title, which is now in the hands of Bobby Lashley. Only for Brock to win the Men's Royal Rumble. And the surprises, and I guess guess cameos at the Men's Rumble head, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, Bad Bunny, and here comes the money that got fired after this match. Bruh. Shane McMahon, Bad Bunny, and... Johnny Knoxville were the only cameos you had this year. The rest were the tag team division that were featured in the Rumble. That weren't Brock. That weren't Drew. That weren't Randy. The rest were basically the tag division. I was not lack of star power. For those wondering, Finn is back in Ireland recovering. I have no idea why Cesaro wasn't in there. And it just was a joke. And this is, and then after the women's rumble, basically had to clear out like a section of the crowd after the sign, WrestleMania sign caught fire. Oh, we gotta get, oh, Kevin Dunn wants the shot. You guys gotta move so we can get the shot. So, bye-bye, but let's light the sign on fire again. Idiots. And there were fans legit outraged to the point where I got, I have tweets. I saw tweets that were to the effect of, excuse me. Got it. We were seated under the WrestleMania sign that's the women's Royal Wumble winners fireworks. The back of the sign caught fire and some light cinders going for a while. They asked us all to clear the area. Eventually, we were able to return to our seats. 
as the men's rumble was starting, the WWE staff came around and said that the rumble up that as the rumble approaches its end, we would need to clear out our seats. This perfectly sums up our experience, sums up our experience that it was more important to get a shot for TV than it was to protect paying customers live live in attendance. And this was a couple tweets and posts on Twitter about the Rumble. And fan safety was less important. Fan safety and customer satisfaction were less important to WWE than a fireworks display. And for the Women's Rumble, at least they had some cameos from other companies. Melina, Melina, who's involved with the NWA, and Mickey entered with the Knockouts title, which is an impact thing. Granted, I guess I'm okay with them. I'm guess I'm okay with them saying Impact Women's instead of Impact Knockouts because they call their WWE actually calls their women's division women's division. So it would have been confusing just to say knockout title versus women's title. So I understand that. So the casual fan base that doesn't watch every wrestling promotion or keep up with it. And then, yeah, it was like Molina got exited in seconds. And and I kid you not, this is not a joke because I got this number off of Wikipedia, and this joke is crazy. Molina was in and out in 53 seconds. And the only and the only guest cameos that they had that went over 10 minutes. Mickey Barely, Michelle McCool, and the Bella Twins. That's sad. When you have the Bellas, Mickey, because they had to, and Michelle McCool were the only were the only ones. Everybody else was in and out. A lot of them within five minutes some got over five barely ten and yet Shane didn't get his wish of fighting Seth Rollins why because Roman tried to basically send him have a send him to send him to Jesus in their title match and Vince said we're not going to sh- undercut a title match just so you can have your WrestleMania match. So Vince directly stopped Seth from being in the Rumble after all that. Because I would undercut that. But yet, you undercut your you book an authority figure to undercut your one of your world champions and your longest reigning universal champion 
of all time. And what I mean by that, Naomi is Jimmy Uso's husband. Naomi is Jimmy Uso's wife, excuse me. Roman, obviously Jimmy Uso, Uso tag champs, member member of the bloodline. Roman's main goal is if any, and he said this, one of my, at the start in this defiant, defined his character, you disrespect my family, RIP. Sonya's been punking out Naomi this whole time. Nobody said anything to management whatsoever or threatened management. Either you put some respect on my cousin or you lose your universal and your tag champions. Continuity means nothing. I did say I was going to go on a little bit of a rant. Oy vey. And then yet, they used all the legends for nothing but main roster. All the, all the quote-unquote legends they brought back for the um, Legends Rumble for Cannon Farter. Alicia Fox was in there for a Team Bella Divas Air Divas Revolution moment just to get beat up by the Bellas. Other than who their daddy is, the Bellas were in there just to recreate a spot from two years ago. Lita, obviously, to set up stuff and try and attempt the four horsewoman gauntlet, which we obviously know that's not going to be there. I'm mad they tr- they bring Mickey in after all this struggle and the arrangements they had to do her there. And the first storyline they reference, the storyline that the storyline they reference Trico. Freaking James. And now we are in a situation to where nobody thought anybody else was winning other than Brock and Ronda. Brock's already got the match with Roman and we knew this was coming. And WWE in their infinite wisdom gave Brock the Rumble win. So the Rumble is going to be very pointless after the Elimination Chamber which somehow he ended up in for the WWE title just because Brock threw the idea of title for title. Don't get me started at WrestleMania. And then Ronda, we all knew they can't make new stars. They can't make new stars. And just getting to mix it up. Granted, Ronda's four months postpartum. So, respect to her, but I don't think the Rumble was the perfect match. I know, at least not this early, postpartum, because you could tell her gas tank was gone, and she was only in there for 10 minutes. But, yeah. Keep it, keep it PG. I am all over the place. I'm going to let you talk.
Okay. Before I go into my negative thought, let me let me go into some positive thoughts uh, uh, into this. So Seth almost got the scent of Jesus. Yeah. And then they reneged that on Raw by having him do a KO show. Again, let me go to my positive thoughts first before I go into the negatives. So Brock and Ronda are the first two to make history as the two former UFC champions to win the uh, the, the Rumble matches. So that's history itself. So not only Brock joins the elite group of not only winning two Rumble matches, but also the fourth person to win the Rumble in the 30th spot. So that's uh, a, a huge accomplishment. Um, Bad Bunny, who was a celebrity, uh, he got the most uh, um, pop out of everyone uh, um, in the Rumble. He lasted eight minutes. So that so that's kudos to him. He's a, in the uh, men's Rumble. In the men's Rumble, yeah, he got a louder pop just because everybody was hoping for hardcore, hardcore country, and they got it. Yeah, they did get it. So. Uh, that's my positives there. So let me go into the negatives and I'll try to give it be a spot. So first off in a self, I will come in when there may be some details. Cause I do have details on the fact that there were no NXT representation for the first time in a long time in either rumble. What do you expect? Uh, but anyway, for the self, EO, Ron Breaker, and Walter were in the arena. Jesus Christ. But um, let me go back. Okay. For the self and, and Roman match, it was pretty good. It was uh, really good. Especially when, when Seth came out to the shield attire. Oh my God. That was crazy. But my. Like, pro- you knew as soon as Roman came out first, they were playing something stupid. And then Seth showed up in his shield gear, and people were joke, and people were making the joke. Should he have died a streak of his hair blonde for the match? But here's the thing: this was what Roman said backstage. He either said, "Either I'm opening the show, or I'm closing the show." That's what he said. So they opened the show up uh, with that, and it was a banger. But again, my only problem is, is that the finish. I'm like, if you did not see that botch with Charles Robinson, and you know, uh, Robert- oh, you're talking about the fact that Seth couldn't see the rope and literally in frame, Kevin Dunn classic in frame. Oh, let's just put a botch in right in the middle of the hard cane. Yeah, that's my only problem. Freaking and literally, the ref put that's somebody's hand problem. on the rope. And then DQ the champion when he was gonna go to sleep and retain the title. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. That didn't make no sense at all. But keep in mind, Roman still has not been pinned since twenty since twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, he's gotten DQ twice. Yeah, just, matches. Just keep in mind. Of that, even though he lost by DQ, he has not been he has not been pinned yet. Okay, let's keep that in mind. But and then Roman got payback on Seth and did the exact beatdown from 2014, 
with this dad steel chair. Which is so like out of nowhere, you change the narrative you wrote from Seth being deserved because you guys creative went from, oh, let's have a one-on-one. No, we got to have a fatal five-way and you're losing. That could have easily been the narrative. Like, I am owed a title shot, a one-on-one title shot, and did not get beat in the title match you guys booked. Give me my title match or I walk. And yet, Seth turned it around and surprisingly, the, granted, WWE in their infinite wisdom didn't want, want Mox to be clearly in frame in any of the shots or referenced, or they wouldn't have keyed him out of a lot of the footage of the shield. But why do that if you're going to cut somebody out that legit wasn't every last bit of it just to prove a point. And that ain't the, big, and that ain't the biggest kicker. Instead of getting a, a rematch at the Elimination Chamber, you decide to put uh, uh, to put yourself... Well, he didn't put himself in there. They just announced... That was booking. Yeah. That's creative. I'm like, why? Why not set up a rematch between you and Roman... But instead, you're in the Elimination Chamber in the WWE title match, but... Which we all know is going to Brock. Yeah, is it, well, I'll get that Elimination Chamber match in a, uh, in a moment. But um, let me just go the, to, to the rest of the event. Now, going into Brock and Bobby Lashley match, and let me tell you something. Like, if Roman did not have COVID on day one, this was the actual setup that was going to happen in day one. With Paul turning on Brock, this is the exact thing that was going to happen. But they time out of the way to fix that and put it into Bobby and Brock Lesnar match at, at the Royal Rumble. That was the original plan. If Roman did not have COVID at day one to have Paul turn on Brock, Bruh, it still makes no sense. Like you cheapen the value of your biggest, your namesake world championship i do not care what people say regarding the universal title you're you are the world wrestling entertainment entertainment the wwe your wwe world wrestling entertainment entertainment world heavyweight champion so so your world heavyweight championship should be the biggest thing and highest portrayed honor in the company the WWE title was passed around like a joke. From Miz to Drew and Bobby, randomly Randy got thrown in there. Now, Brock won it just for Roman to be like, yeah, how about I just bash you over the head with it and give it to Bobby Lashley? I'm done with it. Like... Did oh. I sum up where you were going with it? Yeah, uh, I'll get to that. Uh, uh, I'll get more in more details of that later on. But um, of the match, yeah, and why that's going for through the elimination chamber, and why this going to Dominio. I'll get back to that that part in a second. But um, for the women's rumble, 
When Ronda showed up, oh, that's it. It's all over. But but here's the backstage news. So when Ronda returned, everybody was eyeing for Ronda versus Becky Lynch to main event night one at WrestleMania. But here's the kicker. Like they're gonna build uh, their year to that. But let let me this is the match we've been wanting for since WrestleMania 35. But as you know, the jealous one, the uh how you say it, hypocritical Charlotte Flair. That was the match they originally wanted. Yeah. She just got over. Has to complain and say, oh, why does Becky has the main event? Uh, God, no. I, I want a main event. It's Wait, essentially hold on. Charlotte wanted to work with Ronda. And- no, this, this is what I'm getting with. This is what I'm getting at. Because Charlotte wants to uh, uh, work with Ronda in order to get the main event of, of WrestleMania because if Becky was going to win main event uh, 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 night one with Ronda, Charlotte would get jealous and going to complain just like how they did WrestleMania 35. Uh, it was supposed to be Becky versus Ronda, but Charlotte had to complain, and now we got a triple threat match between them two. I mean, the build-up was great, but the match itself was not all that great. Like, oh my, look, listen, y'all, listen, y'all. That botch. Uh, yeah. That botch that, is still iconic. And yet they, once again, like the hard shot, hard cam killed like WWE's credibility on that. Cause it's like, bro, you can clearly see Becky's arm was up before Becky's arm was up. No, Rhonda's was up before three. And yet we're just going to count the three. No, the rush should have restarted the match because they even alluded to it on commentary. Don't show the ankle where you clearly see the shoulder up. And that's why it should have been Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch to put an end to the doubt. Like when you have a situation like that in any in any combat sport, you book the one-on-one rematch to solidify the doubt. Why do you think everybody's eagerly waiting for the Aljamain Sterling and Petter Jan rematch for the Bantamweight title? For that title. Because there was a screwball finish that ended in a DQ. And of course, Dana's booking that title fight next. What you're getting at. Oh yeah, let's have a screw let's have a screw screwy finish and not book the match the first chance we get for the title. Am I right? Or am I right? Yeah, but going back to the uh, Ronda versus Charlotte situation, the reason they pushing for that because Fox wants Ronda on the show, on SmackDown. That was one of the reasons. That was one of the reasons. Why Charlotte when you can clearly tell she's got not Brandy Rhodes level, but she's got to go away. Bro, let me tell you something. And I hope you agree me with this one. Charlotte is literally the poison in the women's division. Like when Vince brought the NWO to put the poison. Not necessarily. It's not on Charlotte. And I hate to say people put it on Charlotte. It is WWE creative and the way they portray her. Like she has to get over like yeah charlotte wants to work 
with just about everybody. And you really think Charlotte wants to be pretty much pull a reign of terror, even though it's for trade, like she wants a reign of terror? Uh, no. Because it is so, so random that she has, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, uh, okay, do I think Becky needs the WrestleMania match? Yeah, but I feel like the story they're telling, I am for them holding off on Becky and Rhonda for a year, if they can tell that story for one reason before you say, why am I looking for that? I would say simple fact of, oh, hey, let's let's say Rhonda and Becky goes, has a good match, three-month build to something that hasn't been hot for like three years. Okay, but then you have all the stuff from the previous three years on social media, plus a year of just hatred, and even the one common, like, salty figure of Rhonda is still on, Becky is still on Rhonda's undercard. When she said that line, I'm like, wow, okay, they are going Charlotte, because, like, legit, that would mean Becky's still on the undercard for Rhonda. And yet, it makes total sense to go Charlotte after she said Becky is still on her undercard in the discussion. But does that mean, am I for Rhonda and Beck? Rhonda and Charlotte? Not necessarily. Do I think. I think there is a match that I'm. And I will say this right now. I'm less looking forward to Paige and Zant and Brandy Rhodes than I am Rhonda and Beth and Rhonda and Charlotte for one reason. Because the promos are going to be trash. In all, both scenarios, the promos are going to be trash. Rhonda and Charlotte, because Rhonda's got to recover from the pregnancy and she still hasn't. She's just there. But Charlotte, they've got to get over this whole stigma of having a good match. I feel like Charlotte can have a good match with just a a good, uh, great match with just about everybody. We all know Brandy can't. Go ahead and continue with the... um, But... The thing, overarching theme with the Rumbles, I think, is nobody gets over. Nobody was expecting to win. Nobody was really over outside of Brock and Ronda, which is a sad thing of booking new talent. AEW's got the same thing as I'm not interested in any of the title feuds because nobody's really over. That's just a sad reality in the wrestling landscape. Well, uh, going back to it, um, I mentioned uh, if uh, if Ronda's going to pick Charlotte, then Becky is most likely going to fight Bianca at WrestleMania. Or if the other way around, 
if Ronda choose Becky, then it might be Charlotte versus Sasha. But was that the way you see what's going to happen from now uh, to then? And now, yeah, like I say, wait till it's obviously airing during SmackDown this episode. Wait till after SmackDown and definitely wait till after the chamber. Okay. We'll say always wait till after the chamber to see what happens because we don't know. Yeah. And to be honest, the only thing that got confirmed was what they're doing for because they had to fill two days and having an uh, no world title match on one night is just not going to sell. Because everybody's going to be like, oh, I want to go to night two and only night two, and only night two just to see what happens. Hopefully I'm not by the sign. The sign or the stage. Wow. That's how, yeah. But, um, but I expect night two to sell out. I don't expect night one at this point. Because I'm not, and honestly, Revolution is going to be in trouble because, uh, yeah, I'm not hyped for any of those title feuds right now. But um, uh, going into the to the men's rubble, do we uh, have to like the, the outcome? No. Do we, do we understand it? Yes. Because with Brock and Ronda winning the rubble. They can't build stars. Out, uh, especially, yes, that is true. But the reason the uh, Brock and Ronda won is that WWE is all about the paycheck. They're all about trying to say, try to say, get uh, like a thousand people into um uh, into ATT Stadium for both nights. But we'll have to see how each car is uh, is going to go. Now for the men's Rumble, if Brock didn't win the Rumble, I would be okay with either. AJ Styles or Riddle, or Riddle winning the Rumble. And this is where the Chamber comes in. Now, if Brock doesn't win the Chamber, and it, uh, either AJ Styles or Riddle won the Chamber, I'll be good with it. And two reasons why. One, if AJ Styles... Who eliminates Bobby? Whoever limit, eliminates Bobby in whatever scenario... Or the last man Bobby eliminates should be the one to get the WrestleMania WWE title match. Because, yeah, you've got at that point, you'll have like six weeks to build. You need to start filming it, like building and make a decision on who gets the WWE title match. You'll have like five weeks at that point because the 19th is a Thursday in two weeks. Come on, you know Brock's attention in the chamber. He's coming after Bobby. He'll run through all the, everyone else in the um in the chamber. That's his Brock's motive. But I mean, Brock's been calling him Bobby who since January. Brock but, uh, ain't focused on Bobby because Brock wants to do the title versus title match. Uh, which is, I think, is a great uh, uh, solution and scenario. But like I mentioned before, if Brock doesn't win, I would rather have either AJ Styles or Riddle win the chamber. Again, back to my two reasons. One, if AJ Styles wins, 
then we can finally get that dream match with AJ Styles and Edge. That will be a good match. Doesn't need the title though. Well, either way, uh, it's gonna happen. Uh, uh, either way, it's gonna happen. But if it is for the title, then that can definitely get everyone's interest to uh uh to to be interested. And I probably that probably gonna happen in night one. It's probably uh, to divide the world titles and the women's title matches. But uh, this will get everybody interested because this will be a good wrestling match. And uh, and I feel if Edge won it because he'd be doing great, he's, a, he's definitely deserving for one more run before he actually retires again. So that is one scenario. Scenario number two, if Reno wins the, wins the chamber, then Randy Orton can go back to being the scumbag heel again, breaks up RK, bro, and then we can finally have that match at Mania. But... Riddle and Randy? Yeah. Even though it feels like it's too early, I would rather wait it out for maybe at the Mania for RK, bro, to break up. Then maybe uh, if they do... Um, here's how, here's how I, would, I would do it if I was working with WWE. So let's say if AJ Styles win the chamber. Uh, don't and, wish that bad, Juju. That then we get uh, AJ Styles versus Edge at Mania. Edge wins the title. Uh, uh, stay with me here. Edge wins the title. And then we go back to Edge versus Orton again. But um, this is a, a very different scenario this time. Then Orton wins the title between uh, in the springtime. Then Riddle wins Money in the Bank. And then Riddle ca- d- does the smart, uh, not the smart thing. But uh, announced that, oh, I'm catching in my money up bank against you, Orin, in a straight-up one-on-one match at SummerSlam. Then we finally get that match, and Riddle becomes champion. I don't think they'll put that much thought into it. I think they'll just do it to do it. Like, they put the titles on uh, Rue, on uh, Gable, and Otis. And definitely not as much thought as you put into this. And with that being said, we'll be right back. See you on five. Let's hey, hey, go. I don't have all day. What is everyone? This bus is packed. What is wrong with you? Oh, you must be one of me. just like that we are back and oh boy i didn't expect that i was up i thought i was gonna be the one rant i thought i was gonna be the one ranting but oh boy i didn't expect that 
Yeah. But, yeah. So let's just hop into these FGC highlights because, oh boy. Because Sony is bought Bungie, the makers of Destiny and the original developer behind Halo. So Sony now owns de- the entire Destiny franchise and the original ha- and an Xbox staple for three and a half, three point six billion. Oh yeah, which is, which is crazy. Oh yeah, and I got some more story uh, into that uh, into that piece of news. Um, head toward um technology news talk. Mad boy. Oh yeah, because I feel like save it for you, man. Don't put it all in here. Don't on put on this little bad boy. You gotta for like give people a taste and then go from there. Oh yeah, that's why I mentioned. Uh, uh, I have more story on 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 that. Just uh, be on the lookout for the next episode, guys. Uh, Be on the lookout because I have more story on that. Yeah, don't don't give it away right now, but. Speaking of giving it away, Halo now is getting their own TV series on Paramount Plus starting March 24th. I never followed the Halo storyline because PlayStation Kid, I and I love it. But hey, for those Xbox fans, I'm proud and happy for you. Then we also have Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel. Which for those that have played dual played dual links, it's essentially that it is now available for free on PlayStation, Xbox, yada yada, and EA UFC four is the place is the February PlayStation Plus exclusive, one of like the three. So that means if you got it on disc like I did. About a year and a half ago, you can trade your disc in and then just download the game, re-download the game on PlayStation Plus exclusively. And then UFC UFC Mobile 2 is free in iOS and Android stores right now. A lot of stuff with that. And Ubisoft, Respawn, and other companies have about eight upcoming Star Wars games, which, woohoo, I guess. But I do want to talk about these positively when it comes to King of Fighters 15, which is pre-orders. If you order now, you can still get the pre-order on your way to your your Valentine's Day date with non-pre-orders and the official release coming on the 17th. So either a Tuesday or a Friday. But they also this week announced the first two DLC packs and their DLC schedule for the first four teams. Team Garou, obviously Rock, Bean Jeanette, and Gato is coming out in March, so next month. Team South Sound, I don't need to say for you KOF fans who was all in that. It's coming out May 2022. You've got, and that's all Team Pass 1. And I believe that should be the 
first half of the that's included in the deluxe. I think that's the only one. I could be wrong. I gotta look at the details on that. And then also they've got Team Pass 2, which will be dropping one team three and over the summer and team four in the fall, like I said. So I don't know if that's included, but we'll see. And then 2K also had their first ringside report going into 2K22. And I'm just going to release the highlights of what they said. And from that, a visual overhaul over 55 arenas will be included, including the Thunderdome from the early pandemic, mid-early, late 2020, with if you were in the Thunderdome, you may be in the game. They finally showed some gameplay with a 1v1 of Damian Priest versus Rey Mysterio. Breakable props. It will be, and this is kind of getting annoying, but it will be button masher friendly. Which, I don't know about you, but I'm a bit perplexed about that. But as I heard on Vibe, you can switch back to the meter-friendly pin system that's been in the last few games instead of just mashing up mashing buttons to try and kick out of pins. You've got a Tekken-inspired breaker system. And what I mean by that, you can break throws and break grabs by pressing within Tekken with their grabs. You can actually carry a throw by pressing the proper hand button instead of your proper foot button with the back one. So if you had like a one throw, just hit back one, carry that, pounder that at the right timing. If they were going, if you know your opponent was going for two throws a lot, just back two, counter that. They put that into the game, a system like that into the game. Unlimited reversals. That's going to get annoying, don't you think? Yep. And then a Street Fighter-esque inspired stun meter. I And that's the only way you can confirm they won't par- counter you. You can easily counter finishers with just the foot, the response to two buttons. It's crazy. Yeah, that's the good I do want to talk about the Dark Ages, though, when it comes to the FGC and the wrestling games community, and why both KOF 15 and WWE 2K22 both have to hit. Because it has been, there's not been an instant classic wrestling game since 2018 instant hit of a wrestling simulation game since 2018. Oh, Donna's 2K20 came out on 29th, October 2019. Ghost in the corner. 
I was an instant joke. <laughs> I, just tell me a fighting game, Trico, and I'll tell you the year it came out. And also, a little bit added bonus, when... Like, there's a lot of major anniversaries coming out for these games, but you've heard nothing from the developers other than we're not putting content in the current game anymore or announcing the new game. But you have so many different anniversaries. So tell me a game, and I'll tell you just a game. I'll tell you the uh, year and possibly the anniversary that came out. Okay, starting off with um, uh, Street Fighter Four. Street Fighter 4. I'm just going with SF5, which is the current Street Fighter 5, which is the current game, not 4. Yeah. I don't know what you were talking about. I you said just pick anyone. You said pick anyone. Current game that's out right now. Oh, current. Okay, Street Fighter 5 then. Oh, Street Fighter 5 then. Current game that's out right now. Yeah. Because that's gonna prove my point. Not Street Fighter 5. Is getting ready to hit five, six years as a game. Street Fighter Five as a game has been out since February 2016 and is a 35-year-old game come August. Next. Street Fighter, uh, not not Street Fighter, uh, Tekken 7. Or it's going to be five in June. And 28 for the franchise come December. Next. Mm. Mortal Kombat 11. April 2019, 30 in October. Next. Granted, KOF 15, since we're on that. I'm thinking about that since I'm talking about 15. I can bring up 14, which was August 2016, and the franchise is only turning 28. UFC, the franchise, 22 years old, and they had a coming up on two years for the game. SoCal 6, 2018, October 2018. 24 years old. Dragon Ball Fighters just hit four years. Dead or Alive 6 is getting ready to hit three years as a game, 26 as a franchise in November. Smash turned 23 two weeks ago and came out December 2018, so four years. September's 2017 for MVCI franchise turned 24 two, two weeks ago. Fire Pro as a franchise turns 33 in October, but came out July of 2017. And Injustice 2, May of 2017. There's not been something fresh for people to sink their teeth in that was actually good. In wrestling, combat sports, or the FGC in a long time, and people are tired. Take, for instance, if I'm 
this is why I try and mix up every game I play because I cannot sit here and play the definite because the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again. Playing the same game over and over again can get boring. Even phone apps can get boring. So, yeah. And player fatigue is a real thing, and it can happen. So if Kale is 15 and WWE 2K22 don't hit different and are the knockouts that everybody wants or believes they can be, it could be a long road for it, you know? Especially now that PS5 PS5 and Series X games are knocking just on disc $70. A game just disc. And 2K22 is a $120 game when you get the um, everything, all the DLC. Nobody's got time for that. I am sorry. I am sorry. It's done. Like, either... Home runs or death. Any other thoughts? No. And what you got going on, man? Uh, like I mentioned before, uh, just be on the lookout for our Trinity News Talk uh, uh, episode. And um, we just get we just counting down the days for uh, the, the Super Bowl weekend. Next weekend is gonna be. This week and next week are going to be weekend and next week are going to be long, but not as long as the weeks we've got coming up. And I say that with all due respect. And for you general sports fans to essential wrestling fans, just generally as a sports fan, coming March 5th, that weekend's going to be insane with a lot going on. I believe we will preview everything on March. That episode on March 4th, we will preview everything. It's going to be crazy. And then we've got one episode, because I know how nuts is going to be. We won't be doing an episode that will drop on April Fool's Day. And that is not a joke. It's just we know WrestleMania week's gonna be WrestleMania week is going to have so many updates, so little things to where that is going to be out of date. And WrestleMania may get overshadowed by the NCAA if they don't get their act together. And Trigo tell me I'm wrong, the NCAA will overshadow WrestleMania if they don't get their act together. Oh, it definitely will because with standing liver, Hall of Fame, all that stuff, like they 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 gotta balance out everything with the whole situation. If they don't, it's gonna get it's gonna get it's gonna be a mess. And here's the thing: the women's national title game will be during night two. <laughs> the women's national title game will be during night two, and the men's national title game will be the raw after media. Hmm. So if WWE wants to maintain all their fans, 
They're going to have to really try, actually try. Oh, my God. And then to our fans out there, uh, well, later on in the, in the upcoming episodes, we're going to do a poll. Like, on February 19th, are you going to be watching Impact No Surrender or the Elimination Chamber? Um, You can easily watch both because they're depending on what time is on here and you could get away with watching both because the chamber is like 12 in the afternoon EST and impact's not going to be till like eight. And to be honest, the chamber's going to have the better card because one, it's Saudi two, it's the last pay-per-view and a book at mark for WrestleMania build. Whereas No Surrender, yes, the bookmark for the Road to Revolution, I mean, Rebellion, excuse me, but it's an Impact Plus special, and unless you're really diehard, you're not going to really get invested in that, especially considering you've got multiple facts multiple invading factions at the same time trying to their main goal is to jump the good brothers and take those belts off them because ogk obviously they're gonna want a tag title shot and bennett's already had a victory over moose whereas we all know what who god's been wanting and dying to get their hands on like if you've been following anything with god the gorillas of destiny you know they've been dying to get their hands on anderson and gallows for like over a year and with that being said two fingers much love y'all we out